Two more join us tonight. Two more draw closer to ascension. We will celebrate them this evening. Blood and steel. Mind and spirit. Our numbers grow, my children. Our numbers grow. Hey everybody, welcome to Risk Management, an actual play RPG podcast that takes place in a science fiction universe with killer robots and blood cults. As always, I'm here with my wonderful co-host Jess Kinghorn. Hey Jess. Hi, it's me again. Do I do my plug now or later? Oh, you can do your (laughs) plug now. Alright, I'm Jess Kinghorn, I write for Official PlayStation Magazine in the UK. Uh, We've got a lot of really cool stuff coming up, so if you would like to read about that, which you probably will, please, please buy buy our magazine, it's wonderful. Uh, You can get it from myfavoritemagazines.co.uk, I believe, for digital copies and physical copies, and they, they do post nearly everywhere. I've also got a Kindle novella called I Hate Halloween, and that's under the pen name J.A. Kinghorn. So yeah, that's my stuff. Cool. And I'm Steve Spaulding. I write things on the internet and sometimes not on the internet. Um, this time I would like to plug At The Midnight, which is a cool narrative podcast about hotels and magic that Jess actually does the voices for. And it's awesome and you should listen to it. Okay, now that we have that out of the way, let's talk about what happened last time. Do you want to... Do you want to tell us, Jess? Okay, I shall attempt to do this concisely, which will, you know, first for everything, me telling the events of something that just happened concisely. Alright, so after the experiment, things return to normal, question mark? Uh, except not exactly. Uh, Karen Anders wake up in different places, and Jasmine Rose gives Anders a special mission to find a mysterious necklace that belonged to the dearly departed girl with an undercut. So it turns out Mickey Larson, the drug he needed was an anti-rejection drug and not any of these other fun kind of drugs. And Kara completely misunderstood that. And next time we see Mickey Larson, he is in a really bad way in the infirmary. It is not looking good for him. But he does tell us that there's he's left us a little present in his room. So Anders and Caro head up to his room pursued by several people in green robes, which Caro insulted earlier, and um, it doesn't really go well for anyone. People lose health. Caro and Anders. Caro gets kicked in the face. It's awful. One of the green robes is knocked out. The other has a bloody great big knife in his shoulder, uh, and no one's having a good time. But in amongst all that, before that whole madness into which we open our scene, there are some rumours about chapel happening later in the evening um, about someone with a, you know, a, a he being there with a big capital H and that she with a big capital S will not be there. She's working on something very important, but she won't be at chapel. But someone pretty important is going to be there. And Caro, of all people, uh, has been invited. And so Caro and Anders are going to try and see what's going on with that. Perfect. All right. Um, Now let's get back to the show. So you guys have found yourselves in Mickey Larson's room. Um, You've used your wits and wiles to open a footlocker, and inside you have found a dossier with two names 
Ambrosia Hunter and Edit Russell. Um, Ambrosia, you don't really recognize, but Edit, you do. It is the woman with the undercut, and the dossiers give you a bunch of details and this like chicken scratch kind of shorthand that you aren't really able to decipher very well. But what you can gather is that these two were reporters who have been inside of the messengers for some time now. Additionally, a man has just run screaming from the room um, with a bleeding wound in his shoulder. And there's another man sitting next to Caro under a bed. And before we start any of that, we need to do a performance review. So... Oh, yes, those! So we haven't done a performance review in a while, and I think can consider this a, a good turning point. So let's, let's ask some questions. Did we make progress in our mission? Yes! <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm inclined to say yes. I feel like we've been, you know, we can't have been... So, we found some information, we found some, we found names of possible, a possible ally if they don't get super murdered in the face before we get to them. With the unfortunately past dead girl, we might have something we could use to put pressure on the organization? Yeah, no, that sounds right. I think, I think we should take a point there. That makes sense to me. Did we come up with a creative or novel solution to a problem? Um, <laughs> we haven't just kind of, you know, faffed around in cloaks for two sessions. I'm trying to find a specific example. Oh, okay. I, I think I have one. Okay, go on. When Anders managed to get his, um, make his way into the, um, into the room to investigate yes! the body for, of Edda. Yes! I think that's pretty creative. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, that's pretty creative. And there's been like negligible kind of repercussions to that. I mean, Nechton Boyle's not your biggest fan, but yeah, I'd, I'd say that's pretty good, yeah. Yeah, no, okay. Uh, I think that's good. Um, <laughs> did you survive or cleverly avoid a significant conflict? Um, well, we both survived not getting shot in the experiment. Can't say the same for our fellow experimentees, but uh, we're both still alive. I think it's fair to say that this could have played out, the situation we're currently in could have played out very poorly. So we managed to survive that. So I'm going to say, sure, let's get get all three points go to us. So... Yay! <laughs> do you want to spend any of them? So remember, one point gives you 1d100 bits, two points gives you a hypotalent skill book, which means that you can take a plus one to some specific skill of your choice. Um, and three points gives you a basically a device that lets you restore your entire health pool once. I meant to ask before, but with the hypnotalent thingamabob, if we already have five in a skill, can that skill then be maxed out further than five, or is it five capped out? With the hypnotalent, you have to pick something specific, so you can't just pick social, you have to pick like deception, or... <sighs> there you go. I've already learned the hard way that probability is never on one side uh, with the money. Um, I mean, by all means, spend yours. I'm still trying to figure out what would be best. <laughs> I am going to take one in stealth. So I am taking a hypno-talent course in stealth, and I'm going to pocket that last point. I'm going to save it. Okay. Cool. Yeah, go on. I mean, Carrie's been shocking at stealth recently. She needs to take a course. Okay, so are you taking one in stealth as well? Yeah. Yes, please. Cool. Mark it on your sheet. And mark that you have a point left to spend if you don't feel like spending it. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm thinking... I'm not great at being... I'm, I'm, not, I'm not terribly decisive today, so I think I will just copy you and pocket that point for later in days. Okay, speaking of decisiveness, we've got some things to do. Um, that man is running down the stairs. I would say that it is possible if you were to leave right now to catch up with him. It would be difficult, but it would be possible to catch up with him. Alternatively, you have not searched the bodies in this room, and you haven't really searched the room itself. 
beyond the locker. So you could do that. So there's a there's an unconscious gentleman that you have not actually um, searched. Um, you could choose to do that. You could choose to look around the room a little bit more. But I will say that your um, day pass into the third floor is going to be running out um, pretty soon. So you have enough time to do one of these. Either oh, search okay. the room, search the body, um, the unconscious person, he's not dead, or run after our friend who is leaving. Um, I'm, I'm going to completely disregard running after the friend. I feel that, you know, it's... It's not, it's, it's, that's not the wisest decision. I feel we should let him run and deal with the consequences when they arise. Uh, cause I feel it's just gonna, it's just gonna take a bad situation to a worse situation if we pursue. I'm torn between searching the room and sort searching this guy that's a higher robe kind of color than us. So, I mean, he's bound to have some goodies, right? Uh, I don't know. I, 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 oh, but also, like, Mickey Larson, he directed us to his room, and we did get some valuable documents. There might be other goodies in this room. I say, let's not outstay our welcome in the room, but let us search this poor, unconscious guy. Uh, it's the least we could do at this point. <laughs> it's true. Okay, let's, <laughs> let's see what happens. Describe how you search his body really quickly, just broadly. Okay, right. So we stuffed him under the bed. I'm just trying to think about the blood placement in this room. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's there's a ton of blood by the door where by the, the guy door. who ran away. Yeah, there's a ton of blood. And there's like a trail of blood leading down the hallway as he ran. Okay, I'm thinking... Anders and Caro need to avoid that blood, but somehow try and throw people off the scent if any scent arises and get this unconscious guy, like some of his robes kind of bloodied as well, kind of linking him to the scene. But search him first, and to search him, like kind of pull him out from under the bed, not too roughly because we don't want him waking up, and just kind of quickly pat him down, go through his pockets, and then if we can't find anything immediately, just sort of like... You find a digital wallet. Oh, digital wallet. That's handy. That'll come in handy. What, what's he doing with money in this facility? That's a great Ooh, question. This is interesting. Okay. He, it has 65 bits on it. And oh, okay. Caro, <laughs> Caro would know how to transfer that with no problem. It's not even a roll. It's, it's very easy to steal it if you have the physical device with you. I feel it's only fair to split the findings between myself and Anders, and I feel like he really got, a, got us out of a jam. So I can't split that equally. Can I split that equally? I can't split that equally. I'd give him the larger portion. So I'll take 33 bits, and Carol will have 32 bits. Thank you for doing maths, because I... I Do what I can for you. Thanks. I mean, I passed maths at GCSE, but, um... Well, I passed it! <laughs> you find something else interesting. You find that it's weird, right? Because everyone here wears these cloaks that kind of identify them. Yeah. But he's also wearing, like, underneath his cloak, he's wearing this kind of doublet. Kind of this, like, weird, like, a little bit ceremonial, a little bit archaic kind of Victorian oh. sort of doublet thing that's oh. a deep purple. Purple. You've never Ooh. seen that before. Uh, I'm just kind of like, uh, I don't think Kara would know this because I, I, she doesn't strike me as having a religious background. But Jess in the real world, who went to a Church of England school for 11 years, <laughs> knows that purple is very important to vicars, especially in regards to like Easter, I want to say. And it's, it's, a, it's a big deal uh, from what I remember from my 11 year old self. And it's an important color. But I'm just putting that out there. Uh. <laughs> so you have you, you definitely see that, and you have you've never seen it before around. It seems like it's almost designed to be under the cloak, um, so it feels like a part of the same kind of uniform, for lack of a better word. Um, so you see that if you were to take off his his green cloak. 
if Caro did see it, I don't think it would mean much to her at all. So I don't think it would like. I think she'd be like, "Huh, oh, that's weird," and she'd probably just move on to see if he had if he had any more loot. <laughs> but yeah. Cool, cool, and it's probably time they left the room <laughs> after implicating him in the scene. You find a bag, a small leather bag. Huh. Do you take it? Yeah, go on then, and let's get the heck out of here. <laughs> cool. Um, add, uh, I'm not even going to tell you what it is yet. Um, Just a small leather bag. Add small leather bag to your sheet. Cool. All right, and now you've made all of those choices. You are now heading out of the room. We are going, I'm going to say that you make it to the elevator leading down, and your key still works, and now the oh, scene thank goodness. is yours. So, uh, how much time has passed? Because we went, we went up to Mickey's room like five, five thirty. Did you say? Or it's six thirty now, so two hours before chapel. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm guessing that it's gotten a bit darker. The sky has darkened, and it's, it's moving from twilight to evening, early evening. And so, I mean, a lot of these people, they, you know, they work hard, they get up early. Quick question. Did you close the door before you left? The Mickey Larson store, did you close it? Yes. Cool. Okay, that's all I needed to know. Continue. Cool. What could go wrong? How how are we going to lose health by closing a door in the future? I, I can't wait. <laughs> um, okay, so yes, it's, it's, it's evening. Some people, people who haven't been invited to chapel are probably kind of thinking about turning in for the night because they've been up early. The, the organisation, it likes its early starts and it likes people to give what they can to the organisation, whether that's time or other parts of their being. So it's quite quiet when we return to the lobby, I want to say. It's very quiet. Is there anything you'd like to do here? Is there anyone you'd like to look for? Or So Anders looks around for he steps out of the elevator into the lobby and looks around for signs of blood did did our green-robed friend from earlier come this way um so clearly i mean there's probably blood in in the elevator but he's wondering if there's blood outside of the elevator did he come here or did he go to the infirmary like like you know did he is he in the lobby he's not in the lobby but there is a little bit of a trail it's quite obvious that he kind of wasn't quite sure what to do when he got to the lobby and like there's a bit of a muddy like a messy trail and then it just stops and so like there's blood splatter and you're not quite sure what happened after that and like the other people in the lobby are kind of a bit like looking at it but trying not to look at it they're kind of like oh there's blood in the lobby that's weird why is that there kind of thing uh, but they're also trying not to acknowledge it because a, a lot of weird things happen in this organization and it's honestly better if you don't acknowledge it <laughs> okay um, well then I know exactly what I'm going to do um, <coughs> Anders leans over to Caro and he's like follow my lead okay <laughs> and Anders kind of like props um, Caro up on his shoulder because she has a, um, a a nice solid boot print in her face at this point. <laughs> she's, yeah. <laughs> she's, she's a little worse for wear. And he goes towards the front desk of to the integration center. Is anyone there? It is. It's unmanned, but there are a couple of like, sort of like doors behind the lobby desk and um, that's kind of like the staff only area kind of place and you can't hear there's like a little bit of noise in there so like there is someone manning the desk but they have just quickly nipped into the room behind and the noise is getting a little bit louder and louder and then someone does emerge and it's not someone you've seen before it's um it's a girl that's also like it's a woman I should say who's similar age to Helen Doyle but it's not Helen Doyle it's someone else so Anders looks over and it's like, "Hey, my my friend here was attacked." Um, and she's like, "Good heavens! Uh, is your friend is she is she is she still is she awake? Is she is she okay?" And she's kind of asking a million and one questions, kind of thing. She's, you know, pretty wired already, and she's just kind of hyper focusing, like, "Right, okay, now I have to deal with this, okay." And she's asking all these questions. I don't know. I all I know is. 
she was, I found her like this. Some, I don't know. And Anders is is just sort of like looking around, confused, and he doesn't have a good story, so he's literally just saying I don't know over and over again. But he is okay. looking over to Caro, who, <laughs> who at this point probably doesn't look great. Um, She's doing a dying swan act. <laughs> so he's like, I mean, should we take her to the infirmary? Like, am I going to be safe? Am I safe here? Oh, yes, yes, no. Every, the, the organization is a very safe place to be. Um, I just, uh, it's going to be okay. I'm just going to get some more first aid supplies. Uh, I will be right back. I will be right back. You do not move from here. I'll be right back. And she disappears back into the staff only area. Anders is just sort of standing there. It's like, yeah, this, I hope this works. <laughs> Um, I will tell you, like, it's quite obvious something else has happened before you got there. Oh, okay. So this person is flustered. She appears to you as already flustered kind of thing. So, like, her mind is kind of elsewhere. So I'm not going to make you roll for, like, a social or deception or anything because she kind of... Something else happens that she she doesn't feel the need to question you uh, on this instance. Because uh, something else happened before. Oh no! Um, so she cut. She reemerges. She reemerges, and she's got like this really little dinky little first aid kit, and she's like, you know, she opens it up, and she kind of, her face just falls because it, you get the impression someone raided it and hasn't replaced like half of the stuff that she needs, and um, she's kind of like rootling around with it, and um, stuff is plasters are kind of flight spilling out, and she's trying to get like some. Just, she's just digging for like some antiseptic wipes and she's she's very flustered and she's not doing this carefully or neatly and she tells she tells Anders and Carriage like please please take a seat I'll be with you in a moment and she's just trying to find anything useful uh shouldn't we go to the infirmary uh yes yes uh but but I, I just I just want to do what I can here and um, then if it's serious enough we'll go to the infirmary and uh, we'll we'll get we'll get your friend the proper care. Some guy attacked her. I, I think this might be pretty serious. I'm just saying. Uh, y- yes, you, you, maybe, maybe. Um, all right. Uh, and she kind of gives you um, a, a disinfectant wipe, and she gives you kind of some bandages and things. <laughs> she just, and then she's just, you know, she pretty much just hands you the first aid kit and goes, "Please tend to your friend. I'll make a call. Uh, I'm very sorry about this. I will make a call, and uh, we will see if there is space." Uh, um, I'll be right back and she disappears again uh, and this time she's gone a little bit longer so, and you're just you, you just got a first aid kit That's pre- it's a pretty basic first aid kit it's got like you know just sort of a couple of tablets of painkillers it's got some safety pins you can make a little sling it's got uh, a couple of plasters only a few kind of sanitation wipes it's, it's pretty low stocked <laughs> give me a knowledge roll um, and I'm going to try to do a little bit of first aid, get you that health point back. Give me a DC. Okay. Okay, I, I would imagine, like, Anders, because of his line of work, it would be advantageous to know at least a little something, so I'm not going to make it too difficult. Let's say top end of easy, six. And that will be, yeah, knowledge. Okay, I rolled an eight. Oh, nice! Okay. Um, let me just check. An eight, so that's like plus two. Bubji's big hit, the action succeeds, and the character might receive a small additional benefit if appropriate. Well, this has worked out very well for Caro, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, uh, you're, you, you actually know what you're doing. You remember that refresher first aid course that you did, goodness knows how long ago, and you're able to kind of somewhat patch up Caro. It doesn't look quite immediately obvious that she was kicked in the face when you're done. And I feel weird granting health back to my own character, but oh, no, it did no, succeed you definitely, in a you big way. I mean, this is we we had an appropriate tool for medical treatment, and we used it. And cool. it is reasonable <laughs> to believe that a first aid kit would have enough <laughs> juice for for that kind of um, injury. So I feel good about it. Oh, cool! All right, then I'm glad. So cool. Uh, he he looks over and it's like, uh. I think something happened while we were gone. <laughs> Gee, you reckon? Look at the bloodstains! And she's trying to kind of, like, keep her voice down, but doing a bad job. <laughs> I mean, 
do you think if I could, I could just walk back there? I mean, that person doesn't seem particularly <laughs> on it today, so I might just walk back there and see what I can find out. I mean, I'm not going anywhere. Best of luck to you. Sounds good. <laughs> and Anders just... Oh, by the way, that stuff that we found, just make sure to hide it. I don't think it's a good idea if we, if we show that around. You've got it. Cool. So Anders, casual, as casually as he can, just walks behind <laughs> the desk and tries to head into the back room. Um, yeah, <laughs> you, 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 you head into the back room, it's, it's basically a glorified, like, storage room. I mean, there's a kettle and a sink there, and a microwave, but the microwave's not been used in a long time. It's not been cleaned in equally a long time. Gross. The kettle is definitely well used, uh, and the sink, it's, it's, it's dripping. You see the lady from before on the phone, she's kind of like deer in the headlights, caught between social conventions like she wants to greet you but she's already on the phone talking to someone and she's oh no uh give me a stealth roll so that i can i don't, oh, I don't want her to see okay me my apologies ignore that uh lady is engrossed in conversation let's see if she notices you again yeah she's she's still pretty flustered and she's having quite an involved conversation on the phone uh so let's say seven Seven of stealth, yeah. Grace, isn't that? Yep. Ten. Oh, you're like a ghost. <laughs> Excellent. Like she, she has no, she has no. She just carries on talking on the phone as normal because she thinks she's alone. Um, you hear a lot of yes, I know, but, and then stopping and kind of like, but there's a madman or woman or something, and then stopping and there, there's a pause and it's like. What do I tell them then? Then there's a pause. It's like, right, okay, I understand. But we're out of plasters for heaven's sake. Uh, <laughs> and then there's a pause and it's kind of like, yes, okay, fine, fine. Okay, fine. Yes, I'll talk to her. Okay, fine. Yes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to bother you. Okay, yes, okay. See you at chapel. All right, goodbye. And she, she hangs up the phone and she takes a moment to just sort of kind of exhale deeply. And Anders makes himself known at that point as if he just now walked into the room. It's like, and he's like, oh, hey, am I supposed to be back here? Uh, no, no, what, 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 never mind. Um, this, this, I would much rather that you weren't here. How is your friend? Oh, she's doing better now. I mean, oh, oh, as good. as good as someone who's been brutally attacked by a madman could be. Yes, I've I've let the higher ups know we're going to launch a full investigation. We will increase security. Uh, I, I will be honest; I don't want to panic you. This is not the first attack, um, and so please forgive. Wait, there's been other attacks. <laughs> I mean, other than that yes. person who was murdered, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, when you make it, when you when you say it like that, um, thankfully no one else has died. Everyone else is still hunky dory. Um, uh, there was another gentleman. Uh, he he ran through here, uh, but we've we've patched him up and we've 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 got got him where he needs to be. Uh, he he was stabbed, and she kind of like <laughs> as she's saying it, like she kind of doesn't believe herself. And you kind of, you can see on her face, she is reconsidering all of her life choices that have brought her up to this moment. But it's like a moment and then she tries to kind of get back to an even keel. Uh, she's failing miserably though. She's quite flustered. She never expected, when she joined the messenger, she never expected to have to deal with a stabbing or a murder. Um, but there you go. Oh my uh, God. But everything's okay. Like everything's fine. Uh, I'm told that 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 this this will this will not happen again. This will not happen again, and and that those that have been harmed are being taken care of. So I don't have to worry about any more stabbings. I I'm told it's all being taken care of. They didn't want to tell me too much information, obviously, but they they say they have a good idea of what's going on, which I I I guess that's good. That 
makes change. Um, she's kind of, you know, at her wit's end. Uh, what time is it? Oh, goodness. Uh, um, I, I suppose it's, oh, it must be getting on to seven now. I haven't, oh, I haven't brushed my hair and, oh, goodness. Um. Oh, wait. Sorry. Is there a lost and found around here? He completely changes subjects. He he just, like, stares at her. Uh, like, again, she's trapped between social conventions. She really doesn't want you to be back behind the counter there. Of but also, she doesn't want to be rude. Uh, but she, she she wants to be accommodating and answer your questions. So she does that first. Um, no? Um, not in the traditional sense. Uh, I lost I a mean, necklace. You lost a necklace? <laughs> We don't... Well, I mean... And then she kind of sees your robes and she's like, Well, okay. We don't have a lost and found because... We, we, we don't really encourage personal effects, if you see my meaning. Um, I'm not quite sure how you we were allowed to come in with the necklace. Uh, but uh, I'm not quite sure what to do in these instances when, when uh, a new joiner comes in with something... And is uh, that is um, she kind of like she's pondering protocol and she's kind of like talking to herself a bit. She's she's not being very helpful. She's not giving any outward hints. I mean, I'll send and it back to my family, but it's really important to us that I can find it. Oh, always. Oh, I, I see. Um, what did the necklace look like? I mean, a necklace in here is is pretty. I mean, few people get to wear them, so it's, it's pretty it's pretty noticeable when you do see one. I lost it in the integration center the night that you know- Oh, yes, yes I know, Ter- terrible business that terrible business. Do, do, do you know what it, like, could you, are there any details? Like, what kind of chain was it on? Did it have, like, a <laughs> charm or something? It had a charm on it. Okay. He's just riffing at this point. It's <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Um, well, I haven't seen any necklaces for a while. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, also, I hate to be rude, you know, but um, this, you're not meant to be back here. Could you please return to the lobby, please? And Anders, n- now knowing that she hadn't sa- seen anything, just sort of like shrugs his shoulders and turns around and leaves back to the lobby. <laughs> um, yeah, so she she kind of... She she kind of follows you out and uh, like kind of kind of like peers at you, but she doesn't say anything more. And uh, she kind of returns to her post, and she's she's still very flustered, and she's kind of looking around because it it, it becomes increasingly obvious that she she should be relieved at some point of her of her post kind of thing, so to speak. And no one is immediately forthcoming, and she's kind of like looking at the clock on her desk, and she's kind of like looking around and. It's someone's meant to be here and they're not. Speaking of being relieved, let's turn the camera really quickly to Caro while Anders is having this conversation. So about 30 seconds after Anders leaves, the elevator dings and out of the elevator you see Helen Doyle. And Helen Doyle heads over She's looking around, and she she doesn't actually look suspicious or anything like that. She's just sort of, like, looking around. And she looks over to the integration desk, front desk, and she's like, Where did that girl go? And as she's sort of looking for, for her, she spots you and sees the bandages, and then her eyes go wide, and she rushes over to your side. And it's like, oh my god, what happened? I, uh, I, I think someone kicked me in the face she she's doing her best kind of like out of it dying swan act kind of thing oh oh wait someone kicked you wait were you involved in i heard that something went something happened up in in the residential area on on the third floor were you involved in that i'm i'm not allowed up there no I, i i don't have access to that i don't think I've never tried, uh, but I can only go here, right? In the integration center, so why would I be up there? That's a very good question. Oh, okay, well, where- are you- are you okay? She seems- actually, give me a social roll of ten. I got three on the d10, and my social is a five, so that's six, seven, eight. She's giving you an expression that you can't read, 
but she just sort of nods along and and you're like and then she's like oh oh okay um wow so i don't think i really should be talking about this but we i think someone i think that person who hurt she seems to have a hard time like saying the words I think that person who was involved in the incident a few days ago, I think they might still be here. Oh. What? What What makes you think that? What? Are we safe? I mean, someone was stabbed by a knife earlier today. Oh, God, that's horrible. Oh, God. And, oh. wow, do, do you, do, did you see the person who did this to you? Do you have a description of I, them? quick and I just I, I was I was just minding my own business and then suddenly I'd been knocked on my ass and I was kicked in the face I don't even remember like where were they going I, I I didn't get I like I just saw like a flurry of like clothes I don't even know if it was any of our cloaks you know like I just saw a flurry of like clothing just away and and it was it was one hell of a kick and I I'm still trying to piece it together in my head. I just know they went, they, you know, were like, boom, and away. Oh. I'm not sure where they were going or heading. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, I'm, I'm doing better now. I'm doing better now. Um, my, my cousin, he, he took a first aid course, and I told him, oh, you won't need that. And I'm now eating my words. I mean, it looks pretty good. I mean, he seems like... He did a great job. Wow. I... I... You... I don't even know how to ask this. You didn't get hurt because of me, did you? What? What? No. I know I asked you to ask around about the journalist who might oh, be- Oh, no, 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 like, I I wasn't- I, I didn't even get to say two words to whoever did this to me. I don't- I don't think I even got a good look at their face. I, it wasn't because of you, not at all, no. Oh, okay. You wouldn't happen to have found anything. I, I mean, like, I feel bad asking you, but then I just heard no, some- No, no, I, I, I get it. Like, I mean, I, I've been asking around and I've been listening to conversations maybe I should not be listening to. And I've got a few ideas, but I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to come to you with like, oh, I have this hunch and it not like work out. I feel like that's not fair. So I just, I want to kind of ask around a little bit more. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, that's a... Kara, you know how important this is, right? It's really important. That's why I don't want to... I don't, like, I know time is of the essence, but, like, I don't want to give you, like, bad information that gets you in a whole load of trouble or someone else in a whole load of trouble that's not even involved. Like, this is really important. I really understand. This is really important. But what you're saying is you do think that there's a journalist here, someone infiltrated our space, our sacred space. I it's just I feel like I need to know more I like my gut is saying that you're right that there is someone here that doesn't belong but I just I need more evidence I need I need that ah oh, yes bang it on the table can't refute this you know like I I don't want to I don't wanna get someone in trouble who's has no, no business with it I completely understand what you're saying yeah, I'm, I'm sorry I haven't got more to tell you. And then Anders, you can see Anders come, starting to approach and she like looks up out of the corner of her eyes and then she looks to you. Well, I gotta get going. My shift starts pretty soon. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, see you around. I'll, I'll talk to you later, yeah? Yeah, we'll talk. Give me a social of 11. <laughs> oh, I didn't like the sound of that. I wonder if Kara will clock onto that. Uh, a social of what? Sorry, 11? Yeah. Wow, okay. Ooh, <laughs> she got a six overall. Nope. Uh, everything looks fine. And <laughs> Helen Doyle <sighs> just sort of stands up and leaves, and she smiles at you, and she waves to Anders, and Anders does not wave back, and then she is goes through a little side door that you think probably leads into the same office as the other one. So the girl from before, like, she she hurries on out of there, 
Um, she's she's kind of muttering to herself about something. It's like, oh, I've got to do this and I've got to do this and I don't have time and da-da-da. and she's she's in her own little world. She doesn't give you another passing glance. People are there's still kind of a couple of people, and it's quite quiet until and I'm just gonna go with this idea because I had it like at the start of the scene and I think sure why not. And then Logan enters the lobby. And he's, his face looks quite drawn. He's, I mean, he's an older guy, so it looks kind of drawn anyway, but like he's, if the wind has been taken out of his sails and he looks around the lobby, uh, but he doesn't look immediately directly at you, though, uh, from what's been established so far, I think we're quite in a prominent place. So (laughs) what do you want to do? Anders looks over to Kara and it's like, I gotta do that thing where I disappear without telling you why again. Sorry. I trust you. I trust your judgment. Go do whatever you need to do. And Anders goes over towards uh, Logan. And he's like, hey, buddy. And he just, like, you know, snaps his head to you and his, like, eyes. There is, like, his face is dark, but there is, like, a fire in his eyes. He kind of looks at you and he kind of goes, Hey, can we talk? Yeah, yeah, let's 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 go talk. Outside. Wait, we can go outside. Outside of the lobby. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so Anders just sort of nods and follows along. You you're following him, and you can kind of see like Logan looking up and kind of he's kind of looking up and sort of checking something up upwards but you keep walking uh do you do anything whilst you follow yeah i just want to follow his gaze to see what he's looking at he's just kind of clocking cameras yeah he's just he's just kind of checking for cameras kind of thing and he's just kind of checking for like cctv outs on the outside of the building um and he kind of leads you to a spot um which is kind of around the side uh, around from the side of the kind of lobby um and it's, it, I mean, if the cameras worked, it'd probably be a kind of blind spot of some kind. Okay, that makes sense. So yeah, Logan stops and he turns and you can kind of, he kind of like raises his hands and then he kind of like stops and he kind of puts them down again. You can get the sense that he's calming himself. And he kind of says, about our little chat earlier, yeah. Who have you told? About what? I mean, good, but who have you told? I didn't tell anyone. I haven't even told my friend. Are you sure? Are you sure there's no one else? You haven't told anyone? You haven't? No one's asked and you've not been? I mean, I told a bunch of people I was looking for a necklace, but I don't even... Right. But I don't... You didn't tell anyone you spoke to me directly? No, 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 I haven't told anyone about that. Okay. Right, and he kind of, he seems relieved, but he doesn't, he's not kind of letting himself fully relax. He's like, okay, we'll keep it that way, all right? Just, just, just keep it that way. Listen, dude, things are getting out of control here. I really need to know where that necklace is. If you have any hints, if you have anything you can give me, I need that information. Or I can't guarantee anyone's safety. I... And he's kind of, like, going back and forth with himself and shaking his head, but he's not actually saying anything. Do you want to press him further? Yeah, I want to press. Alright, uh, I'm gonna make you roll. Sounds good. So, how are you pressing him? Are you just using words, or are you doing anything else. Oh gosh, this is Anders. Uh, Anders is not... Exactly. <laughs> I want to press using knowledge. So I want what I want to do is I want to without telling him that I'm a part of risk management, convince him that I know about situations like this and that I am trained to handle these kinds of situations and that it is in his best interest to let a professional deal with this rather than kind of keeping it to himself. Alright. Cool. So knowledge. All right. Uh, I'm trying to think about because I actually wrote some le- semblance of a background for this character. So I'm trying to think. 
Yeah, let's go for in the middle. Let's go for uh, an eight for knowledge. Okay. And I got an eight on the dot. Ah, wonderful. I love it when things go smoothly. For once. Yeah. <laughs> First time for everything. Um, okay, so Logan kind of seems to take some kind of comfort in that, and he goes, yeah. Yeah, okay. Be good to have an ally in here somewhere. Uh, right. Um, look, I don't don't want to dob anyone in or, like, get anyone in any trouble. So, like, whatever you hear, you didn't hear it from me. Please don't cause this person any trouble. But, like, and she, he's kind of struggling to even say her name. Like, Edith. Uh, she, she... I mean, we, we, I mean, she, she came here and over a couple of weeks, you know, like, oh, geez, she just, she reminded me so much of my own daughter and, and, and she was really close with, she was really close with Rana as well. I know they were really, really close and like Rana seems a bit, but she's lovely. She's, she's such a, she's such a warm person and she was, she was there for Ida and it was, Rana might know something. Just don't, please don't, don't tell, don't tell anyone. Don't, don't, don't even, like, think loudly about it. But just, I don't want to get Rana in trouble. Like, that's the last thing I want to do. So just, can you just do what you need to do and keep everyone safe, please? Yeah, you've got it. Because, 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 because if any more people die, <sighs> if any more people die. I just keep a low profile, okay? You don't need to tell me twice. This conversation never happened. I'm out. And he just goes. He just walks past you and he's gone. And Anders sort of stands there and kind of looks at his hands and kind of looks at the sky and sighs deeply, remembering what Jasmine Rose told him and kind of drags himself back into the lobby and past past Caro towards the elevator. What time is it? Uh, okay, what, what was the time last time I said? A little okay, after seven, so... or just seven-ish. Okay, I'm gonna say it's quarter past seven. Oof, okay, uh, you, okay, this is gonna be fun. We're, we're getting it close. <laughs> and he drags himself towards that elevator and takes the elevator up towards the integration center rec area. He's looking for Rana Finn. Oh dear, here we go. So here we go. <laughs> let's spin that camera one more time back to to Kara. What's Kara doing? Kara's kind of like just studying Anders as he crosses the room and she doesn't say anything or call out to him. She's just kind of like, okay. Weird. You know, like she's kind of like, well, you know, what was all that about? And she is considering pursuing Logan. Interesting. So I'm going to give you an option here. Basically, as soon as Anders goes up the elevator, the ele- the other elevator, the one right next to it, dings. Oh. Luca Rojas comes out of it. And Luca's eyes are just stone. And he is, he's walking around like looking left and right very calmly but very purposefully he's he is looking for someone oh i don't like the sound of that (laughs) you do not know who he is looking for and luca is between you and the elevators and i'm gonna guess that logan is still somewhere around here and at this point helen doyle is at the desk the lobby desk and she sort of like smiles and waves towards you what do you do? I don't want to be seen by Luca, but like, Helen's so sweet, and I'm sure that that judgment of her character is going to prove to be misplaced, but she's if she's waving to me, I might as well, like, yeah, no, Caro, Caro goes over to Helen because she can't say no. Oh, hey, um. Yeah, what's up? I think it would be really good if you went into the back room for a couple minutes, okay? Oh. Okay. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll do it. Um, sure. Do you want me to just hop over? Or? Yeah, 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 yeah. Just real quick. Okay, no problem. Um, so she just does it. No questions. 
So do you stay, do you go into the, all, like, all the way back to where all of the, the like, office supplies, storage area is, or do you she stay- She tries to kind of, like, properly nestle herself in there so that if you open the door, you just see office supplies. You do- she, She's trying to do an Anders, she's trying to follow his lead and just become a ghost of paper and office supplies. Give me a perception roll, or a stealth roll, so a grace roll of eight, but you also have an advantage of- two there's no reason for you to be there like there's no reason anyone should care that you're there darn so yeah um so i got four on the d10 and my grace is two so that's six uh plus two advantage like i said because that's that's that's, yeah that's eight (laughs) there you go cool so from where you're sitting you can hear luca and he's like where's izzy and helen's like Oh, I, I think I saw her here a couple minutes ago, but, um, she left. Miss Doyle, I'm not sure I believe you. I... Luca, what's wrong? And Luca, you can't see him, but you can kind of hear the pause in his voice, and he's like... It's none of your concern. Just tell me if you see her. And Helen just is like, yeah, yeah, of, of course. I'll, I'll tell you if I see her. Uh, do you need anything else? No, it's fine. I'll be on my way then. And Luca, you can hear the sound of footsteps. And a few minutes later, Luca's gone and Helen comes back and she's like, what did you do? Am I still, like, nestled between boxes of, like, office supplies? Yes. Nothing? <laughs> oh, come on, girl. Tell me what you did. What? Like, I'm, I I, mean, he's a real stickler sometimes. I'm sure it's not that bad. Oh, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's really nothing. I, you know, I just, well, I mean. I mean, that was really nice of you to protect me. I'm a little bit struck by that. Uh, I, I, you know, I was, I was just, I was, you know, in the bunks when I wouldn't, shouldn't have been. I, I just, I wanted, I overslept, I overslept, and I'd been asked to go and see Luca. And give me a social roll of eleven. Oh, okay. Well, crumbs. This is not going to work out for me. No, six, seven, eight. Darn. She looks at you. Oh, okay. I yeah. Uh, I mean, that was that was really nice of you. I don't. You didn't have to. You didn't have to. I would. I would have just gotten yelled. But you know, you didn't have to protect me. I mean, he didn't sound very happy. Um, Luke and I do this kind of stuff with each other sometimes. Uh, it's fine. You you should stay out of trouble though. I'd like to. I I will intend to. I won't. I won't oversleep again. Hopefully. Right, exactly. You overslept. That's what you did. You've heard what's happening to Mickey Larson, right? Yeah, it's it's a damn shame. Yeah. I just wouldn't want anything like that to happen to you, you know? Of course. Don't You won't have to worry about that. Well, you should get out of here then, okay? I will. I've definitely outstayed my welcome. Um, thanks again. You really didn't have to do that. And she, she leaves. Give me a perception roll of ten. Oh, I got a 10. Uh, so I got I had 8 on the D10. My grace is a 2. That's 10 overall. Oh, wait. You got you hit it? I, I got a 10 overall, yeah. Oh, gosh. Oh, this is really exciting. Oh. <laughs> okay. You feel like as you were walking by, Helen brushed her hand against you. And you felt that. And you feel like there's something on you. What kind of something are we talking about? Oh, you can check. I mean, you just have to tell me where you want to check it. Uh, out of view of Helen and anyone else, preferably. I want to kind of act like I haven't realized until I'm out of view. So you find a small insect. It's like tiny. It's barely like, and it's like crawling around and just looking at it, you know that this insect is not an insect. Um, Give me a knowledge roll of 
I don't know, Kara's a hacker. Give me a knowledge roll of seven. I, I, like... So actual player Jess is like, nanobot, question mark? Um, but I will, I will do the roll. So knowledge of seven, did you say? Yep. Sure, okay, so knowledge five plus whatever this is. Oh, I got, uh, so that's, uh, so that's seven on the d10 plus five, that is 12. Oh, okay. So you know exactly what it is. I know everything. <laughs> yeah, no, this is a, this is a termite remote listening device. So it is a, it is oh. a very, it's a pretty expensive tool that would typically be used by a professional, but sometimes they find their way into the hands of normal civilians. So it's not like, it doesn't give away any kind of like intent necessarily, but it's a, it's a high end like listening device. Carrie's going to go wash her hands. <laughs> yeah, let's say that because you rolled so well, you're able to capture it. Um, so you have a choice. You can either, you can destroy it, you can leave it where it is. What are you doing? Destroying it shows intent. Right, where's a good place to let this critter go? How about... Right, is there is there like a lavatory or a loo? Yeah, yeah. Like, like near... there's, there's public bathrooms um, all over the lobby. Can I, can I like unleash it in the ladies' loo and kind of just turn on the tap and go? Sure, if you want to. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> do you leave immediately just... or do you, do you wait there for a second? And tell me where it is exactly. Or not exactly, but just okay. tell me broadly where it is. Okay, it, it's by a sink. It's by a sink near the door. Kara kind of goes through the motions. She kind of waits, flushes the toilet, waits turns on the tap, turns on the soap dispenser, turns off the tap, uh, leaves the little guy there, leaves the bathroom. So as you're leaving the bathroom, you notice that it's moving in your direction. Oh, come on, Helen, come on. <laughs> so it's not there. I mean, it's a tiny, it's like a, it's the size of like an ant. So it's not exactly, you know, moving quickly, but it is moving towards you. This is very clear. I'm gonna not, uh, not gonna dilly dally around. <laughs> oh, okay, so you're just <laughs> gonna, gonna get out of there. Cool. Okay, let me just make a note of that. So it's still, you didn't break it, it's still there, it's just. No, it shows too much intent to break it. It shows, I, I want to create whoever's on the other end of that thing. I want to create the impression I had no idea what I was doing. Cool. And thus far you have. You've rolled very well. Um, great. So the the ants go marching in, and we're gonna turn the camera again back to Anders. So let's see. So Anders is in the integration center rec area. Um, okay, so yeah, I mean people it's quite again, it's quiet here too. You might see an android or two and Rana is doing her best not to meet your gaze. Yeah, she's just pottering around trying to tie, uh, like, tidy away whatever errant wires there are for the VR. Uh, she does have, like, a Mahjong set, just, like, it's, I mean, it's, it was obvious that's what she was doing before, but she's trying to find a reason to not be looking directly at you. Um, and she's, like, pottering around tidying away wires from VR headsets and things, which is an occupational hazard for me now. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Lacking all social graces, Anders just walks over to her and takes a seat next to her and looks in her direction. Hey, Rana. Oh, hello. I, I, I didn't, I didn't see you there. You must have, you must have come in when I had my back turned. <laughs> and she keeps like doing this really obviously fake laugh. So Anders is doing something he typically does not do. Typically, he's barely in conversations, but. For the moment, he's kind of, he's turned to her direction, in her direction, and his eyes are, like, locked on her. And his breathing is slow, and he's he's watching her every movement, and his hand is sort of, like, on resting lightly on his lap, and he looks like he's in the middle of an interrogation. Oh. <laughs> so Anders is like, listen, I really don't have a lot of time here. I'm going to ask you a question, and I need you to give me the right answer. Um, um uh, what, are you, what are you talking about? Are you going somewhere? <laughs> okay, that's going to get real annoying soon. 
So <laughs> I'll just get this done with. A friend of mine okay. was was injured and it was over a necklace. And I need to know where that necklace is. And she kind of all but shrieks the word necklace. <laughs> you you want to keep it down? Oh, yes, of course. I'll be getting worked up for no reason. You just tell me where it is and then I'll be gone. Where what is? And he he kind of like leans over and he says the word edit Russell. And like her like all color drains from her face and she is just petrified. She is so scared. Like she is making no noises, she's not laughing nervously, she's just frozen. I'm not with them, but I do need to know where that necklace is. It's safe, is all she says, really in the quietest voice. It really isn't. Tell me where it is. It's safe, is all she'll say. Oh, right. Okay. Let's try. <laughs> Please. I can't wait to see. <laughs> oh, this is, oh, this is exciting. Let's see what I have. Okay, I'm going to try knowledge. And I'm going to bolster my knowledge with the fact that I have some of Edit's blood that I know is poisoned. Um... Okay. So here's here's what I'm gonna do. Cool. I'm gonna I'm lean. In, I'm gonna lean in really close, and I'm going to reach into my pocket, and I'm gonna take out the little swath of of cloth that he wrapped at its blood, and and I, I'm gonna unwrap it, and I'm gonna kind of hold it in my hand, and then I'm going to draw sort of of Rana's eyes towards my hand, and I'm going to say, "Do you know what this is?" Um. She looks at it, and she just shakes her head. This is your friend's blood. I know how she died. And it wasn't a nice way to die. More people are going to die if you do not tell me where that necklace is. And then he kind of goes on to explain in sort of lurid detail how the poison that he believes worked on um, Edit Russell uh, works on the human body, how it sort of like stops the person from breathing, but they don't immediately die, so on and so forth down the line. So he... He goes into this very long and clinical explanation of the poison's hey, effect. This could go a few different ways. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> okay. Um, I did actually write a little background for Rana, and from what I know of her background, it's really not going to take that much. So I'm going to say a seven, because she doesn't, she doesn't want to tell you. <laughs> You have just talked about how her friend died in great detail. Oh, it doesn't. It almost doesn't matter. I got a four. Oh, really? Okay, let's game on, man. We aren't there cool, yet. Cool, right. Let's, let me just check what happens. So you got a four and I asked for a seven. Okay. Uh, Prana faints. Oh, no! She could not deal with that description at all. She is just gone. Body hits the floor. She's gone limp. Um, Can I do a grace roll to try to keep her from actually physically hitting the floor? Oh, oh, okay, sure. Um, Again, I'm going to say a moderate roll of eight. Because she is, she's just gone. Like, you weren't expecting it. So I rolled a seven. Oh, Okay. So you missed by... That's a near hit. The action doesn't succeed as expected, but something useful might come out of it. Oh, uh, okay. That's fair enough. You you, so you sort of, like, half grab her, but um, she it, she's, she's moving... She's falling so fast to hit the floor kind of thing that she kind of rolls out of your grasp a little bit. Um, and you're trying to kind of, like, still, like... You're trying to... You don't want her to hit the floor, obviously. And you kind of, like... Your hand kind of hooks on her robe, and you hear a jingle... Oh, gosh. Oh, he doesn't even think about it. He just tries to palm whatever it is that's, that is inside of her robe there. He doesn't even, like, it's not even a question. Okay, um, right. Who else is in this room? I said there was maybe an android or two. Logan's not in this room. He's walking it off somewhere. Uh, I think, right. And you, I mean, she's, she's fainted. I, I would have thought someone, but also... 
But Anders is very good at his job, so... Okay, I'm going to make you roll for it, but sure. it's not going to be a mean roll. Um, I'm going to say... Because you're just trying to kind of deftly grab it yeah. without causing suspicion. So, yeah, I'm going to say six of... I want to say grace. Would that be fair? Yeah, I think it's another grace roll. It's a dexterity cool. thing. All right, then. Ugh, finally, so, I rolled a ten. Oh, well, it's, you know, like... The untrained eye would not see your hand move at all kind of thing and uh you're clutching something small and metallic in your hand and it feels like there's a chain excellent um <laughs> so he slips it into his pocket and he lets um rana down um gently and he he kind of calls out it's like someone fainted over here immediately kind of uh, an android kind of you know comes over and this, this guy it looks like an android, like, he doesn't look like, you know, there's no doubt this is one of the kind of, like, budget models kind of thing, and he just sort of, like, slowly and deliberately kind of kneels by her side and um, says this canned voice clip of, I'll take it from here. <laughs> okay. And and there's sort of nods, and he looks around the room, and he uh, steps out of the room. Oh, I mean... You did very well there. <laughs> <laughs> that worked out as well um, as it could have. <laughs> I, I, that quest line didn't take as long as I thought it would, but that's fine. <laughs> this is why we play the game.